to another month of the Fresh Start Podcast. This is episode 12. If this is your first month joining us, welcome. Make sure to go like, subscribe, share this podcast, and go back and check out some of our other episodes. We have different guests that come on every month, and so you want to make sure we got some good content out there. This month, we have with us Caleb Jones and William Roberts from Shrink to Stand. What's up? What up, what up? We are... Back again. Back again. You've Back been again. on here. And you made it. Second. Whoa. And I wore the Hawaiian. You did. What, yeah. uh, what episode were we in February? That would have been yeah. what? Episode four, maybe five, something like that. Seven. I don't know. You've been on it before, though. Wow. Yeah. And we're excited to have you back. So they're with us. They were with us uh, to speak on Wednesday night. And so they've been hanging out. And so they are here with us for our August podcast. For this podcast, we're going to kind of do it in a couple of different ways this month. So it's August, school is started back. Some of you are excited, some of you are not. And so we're going to talk about some practical things that has to do with school. And then we're going to turn the podcast over, which is a little bit terrifying, to Will and Caleb and let them ask some questions of us. And so Alex is going to get us kicked off with some stuff about school. So again, you know, going into school year, uh, there's a lot of um, new ways, new things going on. So maybe not only this is a fresh start for your month, but hopefully a fresh start for your school year. Mm-hmm. And as I'm thinking about um, going back to school um, for our students, and even our parents um, who are listening to this out there, there's a verse that kept coming back to mind to me in scripture. And that was Romans 12, 2 that says, do not be conformed to this world. But be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by the test, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good, acceptable, and perfect. And I just think right off the top of my head that you know going into a school year, there are a lot of expectations many of us have created in our heads that we have to live up to um, to, to fit into school. Um, that we have to be um, conformative to the people around us, the classes around us, maybe even sometimes the teachers around us um, to fit a certain mold or act a certain way or be a part of a certain friend group or sports team in order for us um, to feel accepted. Um, But Scripture reminds us that as we're starting school, we can think about this in a completely different way if we know Jesus, that we don't have to be conformed to this world, but we can choose to let Jesus transform who we are, that as we choose to renew our minds, our hearts, our souls, um, by realizing that we were a new creation in Christ, so Christ has um, commissioned us and sent us out to be different, that it's okay to be different, and that you can make a difference in your school this year by choosing to be different, by choosing to live for Christ, by choosing to make your faith a practical faith, and sharing with others your story. So um, before we jump into all these questions, we just wanted to take a moment to encourage you students, encourage you parents um, to encourage your students, um, that as you go into a new school year, that you have the opportunity um, to choose to lead, to choose um, to speak life into people, um, and to choose to make decisions with friend groups and sports teams and the people around you. Um, That is exactly what this verse says, to help us discern what is good, acceptable, and perfect um, to our God and our Savior who has given us this opportunity to be a light in our school systems here in Henderson um, County. So uh, we're excited for you. We know there's a lot of new um, that every school year brings, and we know that if you choose to set your mind on the things of God, that you can make a difference in your school this year. So we have a lot of years of school represented. There's been a lot of first days here between the four of us. So Will, Caleb, do y'all have any 
first day advice you would give to students or parents as they are kicking off the school year, first week or month as they get started? Yeah, I think for me, one of the things when I think about starting school is you get a couple weeks in and feel like you messed up the beginning. You feel like, oh, I didn't start this the way I wanted to. I didn't get in a rhythm as soon as I wanted to. And now the whole semester, even the whole school year is ruined because I didn't start well. And I think we can put a lot of pressure on ourselves to start well. And I just want to encourage you that if you're in a place right now where you're about to start or you're in a place where you're a couple weeks in and you feel like you haven't started well, it's okay. Take a deep breath. Mm -hmm. It says that the Lord's mercies are new every day. Even if you've made some decisions in your first few days of school that aren't honoring to God, aren't honoring to your parents, your friends, there's grace. Mm -hmm. Take a deep breath. Your family at First Baptist still loves you. Talk to Ryan. Talk to Alex. Talk to John about it. It's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Your school year is not ruined just because the first few weeks were difficult. So good. Yeah, no, I mean, I think uh, I think that's that's so good. Uh, what I would say is uh, if you are a student who's about to walk into a, um, a new high school, uh, maybe you're starting sixth grade, uh, you, you just you just entered into this this kind of uh, new season of life to where you're with these these older kids. Um, what I would challenge you to do is understand that um, God has made you you. Um, mm, and the uniqueness yeah. of who you are is exactly the way he created you and is exactly how he formed you in your mother's womb to be the person you are today. And so uh, rest in him uh, and, and, and be who he's called you to be, but also understand that like just because maybe you're starting middle school and you think, well, this is how my friend Johnny and Beth and Sarah act, or this is how I need to act, or maybe you're going into high school and you see this person driving and this person doing this and this person drinking that or whatever, that doesn't have to be you. It doesn't have to, you don't have to confirm form to that environment just because that's what it looks like around you. You are made specifically for a purpose and uh, God's going to use that. Um, and it may not be in the way that you might think it will. Uh, and it may not even be as, uh, as uh, popular as you think it should be or maybe, but, um, but, but rest in the fact that, Hey, God's made me, God's made will, uh, to do this work. Um, and so I have to rest in who I am. I can't be Caleb. I can't be Ryan and I can't be Alex, but I can be will. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm at. You know a lot of seventh graders named Beth? Um, I know <laughs> no seventh graders named Beth. I do know an adult named Beth, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> she was a seventh grader. <laughs> she was a seventh grader. <laughs> that, that is probably true. That, that was a great true. word. I was just curious. Everyone, next time choice. you see Caleb, just call him Cleb. So, <laughs> I would say uh, don't be afraid to try new things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As you enter a new school year, it's kind of like a reset button. And so... I'll say I never regretted trying something, even if I didn't succeed at it. If I have any regrets, it's because I was like, man, I wish I'd have tried out for that team just to see what would have happened. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so try new things, try out for the, the team you want or the band you want or the friend group you want to be a part of. I mean, even if you're not accepted or even if you don't make it or even if you sit the bench, at least you tried. And yeah. At least you don't have to ask, you know, the what if. Yeah, I, I actually... Would have never majored, I would have never found my major in college if I didn't just sign up for the journalism class in high school. I just like was like, to truth be told, my mom said I could either do ROTC or journalism class. And I was like, man, 
I, I hate push-ups, so uh, <laughs> journalism it is. But I fell in love with it, and I love to write, and I still love to write today, and I would have never realized that if I didn't just try. You look like ROTC. I can okay. see it. All right, whatever. You, see this right you can comment below, would you trust Caleb to protect your freedoms and your life? <laughs> <laughs> that almost happened, folks, so thank God for high yes. school journalism. journalism. In, his in, God's in his sovereignty. In his sovereignty. Pray there is no draft. So yeah, some first day, first month of uh, of school advice, some great stuff, and a great a great word from God as well. You got anything else for us, Alex, on the the first day? I don't think so. I think uh, we'll just let let these ten we'll get over handed here. over Man. for the first time. Woo. In Fresh Start Podcast history, we Let's will not go. be the question askers. Mm. We're about to be the question answers. Well, are we ready for this? We are ready for this. The question is, are you guys ready for this? We are ready. I'm That's just thanking God that there is the edit function and a live stream. <laughs> yes. So anything we say can be cut out. Provide so you don't even students. know if you're getting the full. Caleb and I have been working this. on this for weeks. I mean, we have been laboring over this in prayer. We found out about this last night. Yeah, and so yeah. we went. we've either been working on this for weeks or making it up right now. On the <laughs> we're we're going. We'll figure it out. <laughs> but because we're talking about first days of school, yes. Will, yes, I think that I want to hear from you guys. What is your best or worst first day of school memory? Hmm. I got one. So this this was funny, um, I guess, and it maybe it wasn't. It didn't directly happen to me. I just happened to be a part of it. So first day of eighth grade, um, I almost always took the bus, but I don't. I don't remember the reason why. But for some reason in eighth grade, I didn't take the bus on the first day of school, and I was dropped off. But I was dropped off late, and so I'm walking in, and all of a sudden I see um, one of my eighth my eighth grade history teacher. He um, gets out of a police car, and he's got a set of keys in his hand. He just takes off running. And so I'm walking down the hall, going into um, my first class, which was with him of the day. And I sit down, and he runs into the class with everyone sitting down there, shuts and locks the door. And he turns to us and said, hey, guys, I've had this long, ongoing prank with our school resource officer. And today it may have just reached the pinnacle. She accidentally dropped her keys um, outside, and I found them. So I'm about to run outside real quick and turn all of the lights and sirens on on her police car. And then I'm going to run back in here. So y'all just hang tight for a second, and I'll be back. So he runs out the back door, uh, hooks around. His classroom sat where we could see the car. It had a big window in it. So we're watching this all go down. He turns them all on. And then runs back in, locks the door, and he said, hey, guys, I need a, a lookout to let me know when she comes uh, walking down the hall. So naturally, I'm like, this seems fun. I'll volunteer. <laughs> so, I volunteer to be a lookout. Pastor guy. Yes, yes. Eighth grade. Also <laughs> known as Fall Guy. Who <laughs> <laughs> stole my keys this eighth grade kid? I would not do it. I'm a teacher. Yeah. So I, um, I look out the window, and it wasn't two seconds later, I see a very – um, beefy lady coming down. Oh, <laughs> Alex's eighth grade SRO. Yeah, you're not watching. Yeah, she was pretty intimidating. Um, but she was. I mean, she she was. It, it was what it was. But she comes walking down the the hallway with a grimace on her face, and it terrified me. And I said, uh, I don't even remember what his name was, Mister Whoever, my eighth grade history teacher. She's coming down, and she came barging up in that classroom. I thought she might have kicked the door down. It was so hard. She was banging on it, and she started yelling at him and giving him uh, the, the what for. And it was it was a pretty 
pretty funny date, but um, started giving him the what? The what for? That's what a, I guess that's the, an illegal you know, term. I don't you know. What for? She was giving him a chewing about it. She gave um, him hey, you. You better watch out. Alex didn't give you the yeah. what for if you don't Yeah, you better watch out. That nice. Okay? I heard so. about y'all little sixth graders. You little signals y'all be doing. <laughs> yeah. What? He'll give you the what for. Did so. she think it was funny? Um, afterwards, she did. Uh, she did come on the intercom and let everyone know her keys were found and that it was the eighth grade history teacher who had it. And, you know, it was a fun morning, but I. Would be Man, lying if I said what? I wasn't scared for my life when I peeked out the window and saw her. That's an incredible in. first so, day of school yeah, story. I listened to that whole story 100% thinking you were going to be the fall guy. No, I'm sorry. It was <laughs> and like, I got it. kicked out of my school because <laughs> my history teacher threw me under we the bus. Like, that is why I'm a student pastor today <laughs> because God redeemed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't have anything that can touch that for first day of school. I just, I do remember, like, very clearly, like, I had to ride the bus. Like, my brother never rode the bus a day in his life. Mm -hmm. I had to ride the bus. And first day of high school, I was the first stop on my school bus route. So I had to get on the bus at 6.15 in the morning. So I rode the bus for an hour and a half. Mind you, my school is 10 minutes from my house. If my mom would have just taken me to school, 10 minutes. But no, I rode the bus an hour and a half. He's not salty about it. I'm very salty. <laughs> Hunter never had to ride the bus a day. So I've, I've already ridden the bus an hour and a half. And then I just remember walking in and thinking, I, I'm, I'm a child in a room full of men. Like, I just remember being so intimidated. My, oh, high school, whatever that is, 14. Okay. Just feeling like... I'm like I'm gonna get beat up and show up yeah. in the locker here. Like, yeah, no, nah, that's my story. Like, yeah, maybe someone out there can relate. Did you ever get beat up or something? No, I didn't. I so I don't have size or strength, but I make friends with people with size yes. and strength. I mean, look at our leaders: Rudy, Zach, Justin. <laughs> there are very large yeah. men. Derek, yeah. college wrestler. I mean, yeah. Me? <laughs> National Guard man over here. Okay, <laughs> and so. <laughs> Um, but no, I, I made friends with some big guys and they protected me. So. Yeah. Wow. No, I think that's a really good point you brought up just, just from the perspective of like for a lot of middle schoolers especially um, and then a lot of high schoolers too, even like you know going into freshman year, especially since high school now starts in ninth grade, I know wasn't like that when you know parents were up and whatever. But um, they probably have like a similar experience where they walk in and you're like almost overwhelmed because you got you got you have friends that are driving now uh if you're in high school and so you have people that are like you know you got people with facial hair i mean you got i mean there's there's just a number of different things that are going on i still on. can't grow that so. yeah yeah well listen hey i got enough for both of us um i guess my question to you all would be like what would you say to that middle schooler alex and what would you say to that high schooler ryan that is starting out right now and they are uh just uh just worried about how am i going to be in this in, in this environment and not be like the the butt of the joke or like mm. the punchline or how do I like you know I, I remember when I started sixth grade my my voice was this high and my inside talked all the time and now my voice is like this and so I feel very comfortable. Now you're talking. a man, exactly. You were but, Mickey uh, Mouse but like, before, you know, a magical I, time but, in life. But that's but that was like the thing everyone used to pick on me for and like luckily like you know your boy felt had a lot of self confidence so I didn't care. But, um, but you know, there are people out there who, who maybe are in that situation at the time. It sucked for me. Um, and so what would you say to that kid? I'll say, you know, we've heard it, um, but the people you put around you mm -hmm. are going to lift you up or tear you down. Mm -hmm. And so make sure that the people that you put in your corner are going to be there for you. I mean, 
I definitely always had a savage group of friends. So usually they were the ones that were, but I knew that they cared about me. Yeah, and they protected yeah. me and they can make those jokes, but nobody else can make those jokes yeah. or whatever. And so just find people who are going to actually care about you instead of just, and Caleb talked about this, in the culture of you're just trying to be an influencer, you're being influenced by so many. Yeah. Like, don't worry about trying to fit the mold of who everybody else is, like you said earlier. But just be who you are. Put good people around you who are going to encourage you, good. Um, no matter what stage of life that you're in. Yeah. I would say two things. One's a little more theoretical. I guess one's a little more practical. And one being don't put that pressure on yourself when you mm. first come into school. Like, you know, there's going to there's gonna be enough times in middle school that you need to worry about something. And this is not one of them. Your first day, like meet new friends, meet new people. And as Ryan said, it's important the people who you put around, but those first few weeks don't feel like you have to um, be pressured to um, fit a certain friend group or be around a certain type of person. So just kind of let those pressures go. It seems a little more easy said than done, but if you can realize that even if you get yourself in a situation where you feel like, oh, maybe I'm going to get made fun of here, you're not going to know until you try or until you reach out to those people because the reality is most of the people who are going to, that you may be afraid may make fun of you, the real the reality is the only reason they're going to make fun of you is because they're looking for friends themselves. Mm -hmm. And if you're willing to put yourself out there and be a friend to somebody and just be the genuine you, you're going to find a good, solid group of friends. But on the other end of that spectrum, don't come into your first day of middle school thinking you are the big bad show and you got it all figured out and you are the top dog because I'll tell you, um, you're you're 11 or 12 years old and there's a kid in eighth grade who's now six foot four and is going to be starting the varsity football lineman position, you know, mm -hmm. next year. 17 and, years old, failed four times. Yeah, <laughs> and um, if you come in with a big prideful attitude, you are going to be the first person they target to make fun of, to give a hard time, and mm -hmm. to, to beat down because they are the big guys on campus. And I don't say that to scare you or intimidate you, but I think it's just a very practical thing that you have to – Remember, you know, this is a new place. You do want to make friends, so don't come in so um, so heavy and so so difficult that mm -hmm. um, uh, you um, bring that in some regards, I guess, onto yourself. Mm -hmm. That's really good. It's like what Caleb said last night about influence. Influence isn't about uh, elevating yourself. It's about elevating Christ. And so if you're walking in trying to be a big, bad show, it's all about you, man. That's all mm -hmm. about It's all about you wanting to be the the. The, the attention and getting all the, the affection and all that kind of stuff. If you're walking in thinking to yourself, how can I show Christ to these people? I can assure you it would be almost difficult if you, that is your thought process for you to walk in and want to be that person that is, uh, that is you know, the big bad guy who's like, you know, I feel all good because I'm in middle school now. Um, and like, oh, like, let's do this. Um, but if you're elevating Christ, like, it, it, he will humble you if, if, if you don't okay. humble yourself. Yes. Yeah, I think also if you're if you're an eighth grader and you're going into ninth grade, I think one of the the tendencies is you can be on fire for Christ and being a leader in eighth grade, but then you get to ninth grade and you think that you have to assimilate to the culture of the mm. place that you've just come into. Mm. You're going to look around and you're going to say, oh, I've loved being on fire for Christ in eighth grade when there was no one telling me not to, but now I feel like I'm at the bottom of the totem pole. I'm little in this big world of high school, and so I need to just fit into the culture. 
Don't do that. Mm-hmm. You have the opportunity to lead from the position you're at. If you're on fire for Christ, continue to lean into that because you can, as a ninth grader, begin to shape the culture of your grade. You can begin to shape the culture of your friend group. You can begin to then shift things around in your high school where they say, man, he didn't come in or she didn't come in and just assimilate. This person came in and decided, I'm going to continue to live for Christ. I'm going to continue to push on even though there are more pressures on me. If you do that, I promise not only will your relationship with Jesus be so much sweeter than it already is, but you'll also see people, you'll see sophomores, juniors, seniors who will be like, well, how can you live with such confidence when you've just stepped into a season that's so new? So I just want to mm-hmm. encourage you. You're going to be tempted. You are going to be tempted to assimilate to a different culture. You're going to just try to fit in. And that's a normal pressure that you're going to face. But continue, like Will was saying, to just be who you are, follow Jesus. And it's Mm -hmm. amazing the impact that you can have. That's really good. Let me ask you guys, because I think that verse that you were reading, um, um, and I don't don't know if I just never, I've heard that verse probably a hundred times in church this year. (laughs) Um, But because it's a very, it's a very, I mean, it's a very well-known verse, but um, when it's read, it's often talked about in like a very practical application standpoint of like, you know, uh, um, you know, wanting to be more like Christ. Um, but I think one thing in there that I, that I really discerned in that moment that you read it was to talk about so we could do the will of the father. And I think for a lot of students out there, they probably heard that and maybe they glossed over, maybe they did hear it. They probably heard something that sounds really big. The will of the father is like, oh, that means I got to step into ministry. That means I got to preach. That means I got to sing. That means I got to teach. But God's will is in everyday life. God's will is in their classrooms with their teachers, with their friends. God's will at the job, you know, at the subway they work at, the Burger King they work at, wherever. And so, how do they, as high schoolers, as middle schoolers, how do they apply um, themselves to understanding what God's will is in their lives as young uh, Christians? Yes, <laughs> Will went right for the big question here. Um, the first thing that comes to mind, this is what I tell our middle schoolers a lot on Wednesday nights uh, when we talk about difficult topics and that sort of thing. Um, but as, as you said, the, the truth is God's word is very practical. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there may be some big words, there may be some difficult things that even as adults we don't understand. But at the end of the day, um, it's practical. So be practical with it. You know, in the way that you um, treat your parents and your friends are watching, you know, let it be honoring to God. And the way that you react on the sports team when a call doesn't go your way, instead of being the kid that mm. yells and gets upset and you know kicks a chair or something, be the kid who just takes it in stride and be like, you know what, it didn't go my way, but that's okay because sometimes things in life don't go my way. And I know Christ would be honored if I just kind of kept my, my thoughts and words to myself and kind of moved on and continued the game. Be honoring in the way that you do your schoolwork. Um, be the kid who turns things in on time, who applies himself who when the teacher needs help with something to, to step up and help because your friends are watching. Now, whether you realize it or not, they know that you go to whatever church it is, whether it is our church or another church, and they you are not only the representation of yourself and family, but you're represent, representing your church's family and their name and what it means to be a part of that church. So um, just in the little things in middle school um, that you're doing, that you're learning, um, just Putting Jesus first, and even as you know, cliche as that may sound, there are so many ways that we can do that because God calls us um, to live a life that is um, above reproach, and that basically means to live a life that in every little thing we do, let it be mm-hmm. honoring to God. So whether it's in the, I turn my homework in on time, 
um, because I know that would be honoring to God or that's the, you know, I'm going to choose to um, be on time somewhere because I know that would be honoring to my coach and honoring to my time. Um, be willing to do those small things that um, please God and show others that, that you care about them and you care about the people around you. Uh, I would say put yourself in a place where you can hear the will of yeah, God. That's good. And so uh, it, I just continually think back to Samuel in 1 Samuel. You know, he's hearing God call him and he thinks that it's somebody else and he keeps going in, but it's not. And But the thing was, he was sleeping by the Ark of the Covenant. He was right beside God. Mm-hmm. He was just, he mm-hmm. put himself in a place to be able to hear. Mm-hmm. And that's so... so what that looks like for a sixth grader or a twelfth grader is don't remove yourself from positions where you can hear from God, whether that's reading His Word or whether that's going to FCA, whether it's coming to youth group uh, or coming to church. Be in a position where you can hear God's will in your life. Um, Put people in your life who will speak God's will. If that's your parents, ask their advice for stuff. If you don't have godly parents, Mm -hmm. then look to youth leaders like Alex or John, your Sunday school teacher, who can pour into you and say, you know, uh, you're thinking about this right here because you and your friends are in this stage of life, but I've already been through that stage, and you need to think of it out here mm-hmm. as you think of the, the longevity of your life and not just this moment. And so uh, I've found most of the times I can help discern God's will in my life whenever I do ask outside sources mm-hmm. of people who are older than me or who have been through things like this. And so I'd say just put yourself in a place where you can hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, because chances are, when you say, well, I'm so far from God or I can't hear His voice, it's because we've not listened to advice, we've mm-hmm. stopped coming to church, we're hanging out with bad people, we're listening to bad music, we're watching bad things, mm-hmm. and then we expect everything to be fine. Yeah, that's yeah. really good. That's good. Yeah, I was going to say, I uh, was talking to a friend the other day who was asking for some advice, and uh, I was telling her, like, um, I'm going to the book of Luke right now, and the amount of times I've just seen, seen it very pointed out like Jesus went away to pray. The most recent time I read was right before he's going to call the 12 apostles. Um, and Jesus goes away to pray. And I thought about it as I was sitting there reading, I was like, man, like there's no way that Christ did not know what God's will was. There's no way that he didn't know. Like, like he had already called, I think at that point was four. Um, he had already called four men to him as, as like specifically, um, um, that were, that were, he had called, uh, two fishermen and the tax collector. And I forget what the fourth one was to be honest with you guys. Um, but, uh, but, uh, he had already called four to him. And so, um, but he still went away to pray to, to discern God, like truly God, is this truly what you want? Is this truly what you, who, who the people you want me to be in community with every single day for the next, uh, two and a half years? Um, um, and so I think that for, for, our savior to have that type of mindset to where he goes away to pray and to be with God and, and he's God in car. He's, I mean, he's in human flesh. Then I would say that we definitely probably need to do that as well with every single decision that we make. Um, whether it be, you know, going to that party or going to hang out with that friend or going and being a part of this club or choosing to, to run for this thing in school or choosing to be a part of this, this thing, you know, every single decision, take it to God and say, God, will this glorify you? And will this, will this honor the purpose that you have for my life? Um, and if those two questions aren't answered as yes, then it's, it's, it's a no, it's, you shouldn't do it. Um, yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Well, how do you think we've done as a uh, question askers over here? You've asked some good questions. Yeah. You've asked good questions. You've, uh, hopefully we've been able to talk through some good advice and different things with the, uh, 
with his students and those who are watching. Do you have any final words or things of encouragement you'd like to, to tell our listeners today before we sign off? I think that if you don't have, if you're going into this school year and you don't have friends who love Jesus, mm. that should be your first priority. Because if you don't have friends who love Jesus, you're not going to end this. If you're on fire for Jesus at the beginning of this school year, but none of your friends love Jesus, you're not going to be a, closer to Jesus at the end of the school year. Mm-hmm. I, I, would, I would almost guarantee you that you would be farther away from Christ than you ever thought would be possible if the people that you are surrounding yourself with aren't pushing you towards Him. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you're a 6th grader or a 12th grader. The people that are around you are going to shape your pursuit for Christ because we're communal people. We need people around us. And if you don't have that, ask Alex, ask John. They will be able to help you find those people. It needs to be your top priority. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, what I would say is um, um, in conjunction with that and how you can do that, I think I think some of you are probably watching this, watching these videos, and you're thinking to yourself, man, there's a lot of there's a lot of really big big words to glorify God, honor, you know, purpose, and all these different things. Um, um, if you are thinking that, then the first thing you need to do is you need to pray for the clarity and the discernment of the Holy Spirit to truly speak to you about the things that are going on in your life. I know that's a, another big phrase, another big idea that you're like, you're like, well, what does that mean? It's not anything crazy. It's nothing that's gonna it's gonna freak you out or anything. The Holy Spirit is called our guide in the Bible. It is the guide of life. It is who shows us this This is the way to go, this is the way to not go. This is the person to date, this is the person not to date. This is the friend to have, this is the friend not to have. And he will, it's a he, uh, he will enlighten that to, to in, in your life, to in every single one of those decisions, and he will bring to mind. Sorry, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean. I, I just sometimes I get a little I get a little bent out of shape about when people call it it because I'm like, no, nah, it's a per- it's a God, it's He. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but uh, He will He will show you all of those things, and He will bring discernment in every single one of those areas. And right now, you may feel really ill-equipped to do the things that we've just talked about, but I promise you, He is faithful. You may not be. He is faithful. And if you trust and depend in him, every single one of these things, you will look back in May and you will see where God has moved throughout this year. You will see where he guided you to join the cheerleading squad, but not join the dance squad, to be friends with this person, but not be friends with this person, to date this girl, but not date that girl, to to date that guy um, and stay with him because he's leading you closer to Christ and not date this guy who, who would lead you away from him. And, and you, you might not see it in the moment, but I promise you, if you, if you every single morning, I pray, Holy Spirit, I need you to just fill me up and, and walk me through this day. I can do nothing without you. Um, he doesn't have to pray that exact prayer, but something like it sounds pretty good. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Was that a tough decision for you? Cheerleading, dance squad? Yes, yes. Squad. I, I chose cheerleading. Um, um, and dance squad was really close second, though it really was. I, I mean, went with the dance squad. You know, you know I just. <laughs> All right, 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 that's it. That's it. This is getting a little wild. Um, every time I think about going into a new school year, obviously, as y'all know, you're gonna have a lot of decisions to make, as we talked about, mm-hmm. whether it's friends, sports, clubs, that sort of thing. Who am I gonna date? You know, whatever you're you're struggling with. One of the advices I had a professor tell me, and this originally came from somebody probably we know, but most of y'all don't, an author named J.I. Packer. Mm. Um, and he said, when you're when you're thinking through anything and trying to decide, you know, is God in this? Would this be honoring to God? Is this the decision I should make? I have two really good options, or 
Maybe it's two really bad options. I don't know. And I got to make one of them. You know, what can I think through? And the three practical steps that he told me is, as I was coming to a close it at my time in, at college and was trying to make some difficult decisions, um, he said, think through these three things. One, is it sinful or just blatantly wrong according to the Bible? And if that's the case, at no point will that ever be the will of God. So don't choose that <laughs> yeah, option. Yeah. Like, go the opposite way. But if you're like, no, neither of these options are sinful or blatantly wrong against Scripture, mm. then is God clearly opening a door um, in one of these two options or mm -hmm. clearly closing a door in one of these two options? Mm. Um, like, is it just blatantly obvious and you're just saying, I need to pray for this because you just don't want to make the decision and mm -hmm. it's obvious what you should make? Um, or are you really struggling with this? And if the answer is no, there's no clear, then the last one, and you have to be really careful with this last one, but there's a lot of truth in it. What is the desire of your heart? Now, you have to be careful with that because the heart is deceitful above all things, but when you are chasing after God with everything you have, He is going to align your heart with His. And so um, just thinking through those three things as you were trying to make uh, decisions through school, friends, relationships, clubs, all that sort of thing. You know, what do I want to spend my time with? What do I want to invest in? I think those were, at least for me in my stage of life where I was at, were three good, just practical um, things that I could think through to, to make whatever decision I needed to make. Well, guys, thanks for joining us for another episode of the Fresh Start Podcast. Again, thank you for listening and for uh, continuing to watch each week or each month. Uh, you've heard a lot of good advice as you've started the school year, and I hope that come May uh, that you've been more involved in your church, more involved in your youth group, and you're doing all that you can possible to make a difference in your family and on your school campus. Uh, again, make sure to like, subscribe, share this episode that, so that more of your friends can hear and watch of what's going on, yep. and uh, we'll see you next month. Hope you've had a fresh start to this month. We love you. Peace. Bye, Mom. I'm famous. <laughs> <laughs>